Welcome to another episode of the Polly Rob Podcast. I am the Counselor Polly Rob, and once again, I appreciate you for tuning in. Uh, we're going to get straight to it. Uh, before we get to the topic of the day, because I'm excited, it is December, it is the ending of the year, um, and you know, we're coming to a close. You know, 2019 uh, has been very, very promising for me, for me and my company, local astronauts. Um, you know, we've been having fun. We've been uh, doing a lot of dope records, uh, tuning in with a lot of beautiful, creative companies that just, you know, try to shift culture the best way possible. Um, and we've been having, uh, you know, a, a lot of fun. So uh, I checked our Spotify numbers. You know, everybody's doing their Spotify thing. You know what I mean? End of the year, uh, Spotify has this feature where uh, they allow different people um, different artists who put their music up on their platform, they allow them to uh, get a uh, year-end uh, stat sheet. They can put together their stats, how many streams, how many countries it's been playing in, um, how many, uh, 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 like what, what are the uh, prime places that the music has been playing in, um, just all different types of different stats. And they give you this... Uh, this JPEG that you can use to promote and just tell people that you've had a, a pretty good year or okay year or whatever. So, um, I was like, you know what, let me go ahead and, and do mine because I have a lot of different records that I produced. Um, and a lot of records that I put out as just potty Rob as the producer. Um, you know, my freestyle gods beat tape, uh, you know, all the way down to the singles that I put out that I produced, um, to, you know, right now, uh, local astronauts records that I put out, um, and just a lot of them. So collectively, when you type in the Polly Rob name on Spotify, collectively, it's, uh, 136,000 streams, which is not bad for a producer, for a producer like me, you know what I mean? It's not bad because, you know, all of the other people that, uh, produce records for they put it out on their own platforms so we, you would have to type in their name to kind of get their stats but for me um just the records that i've put on my platforms uh 136,000 uh streams which is dope um 78 countries um and average like about uh 2.9 thousand was was uh two point nine thousand streams like per day or something like that. So it's growing. It's pretty good. It's dope. And then um at the same time, when I post that on my Instagram and my Facebook, uh, make sure y'all go follow me um at uh, Yo Poly Rob What Up Y O P O L Y R O B W H A T U P. Um, make sure you go follow me. But so when I put it up on my Instagram and my Facebook. You know, a couple of people, you know, congratulating, showing love, which they do. And I appreciate that. And then this one person hit me up and was like, yo, like, and it, they was joking because they listened to all the records that I put out. But they was like, uh, what have you done? What have you done 
uh, what have you put out? You know what I'm saying? They was laughing. We sitting back laughing, you know, joking and whatnot. And then I thought about it in my brain, in the back of my brain. I'm like, yo, you know what? There are people that in, that's in the world or just people that know me that don't know how many records I've really produced. It's people that don't know. People that don't know. So I'm like, you know what? Let me go ahead and put together a Spotify playlist of like all of the prominent records, the noticeable records and the dope records that I've actually produced. So I put together a Spotify playlist. The, the playlist is called uh, What Have You Done For Me Late? No, What Have You Done For Me, Polly? <laughs> and, you, know, you see where I got it from. You see where I got it from. Um, what Have You Done For Me, Polly? Uh, the Spotify playlist Just go to Spotify Type in Polly Rob Or type in that What have you done For me Polly um, And then it'll come up And you can just see All of the You know Records that people Most know me for And then a couple Of the new records That I actually put out As well That's pretty dope So it's like a, Just one playlist So just go ahead And follow me on Spotify um, You know Follow the podcast On Spotify Follow the playlist I'm going to be making A lot of different playlists um, that's just about the vibes. I also have a playlist for the Poly Rob podcast on Spotify. It's called uh, the Poly Rob podcast playlist. Simple. The Poly Rob podcast playlist. And it's a collection of records that I feel like reflects me at some emotional point in time. You know, what I mean, they got some, you know, records from anywhere from John Mayer to West Side Gun to Wu-Tang to uh, Mary J. Blige, uh, to Maxwell, um, to Stevie Wonder. It's just all different types of records. Like a lot of these records are some of my favorite records and it kind of reflects who I am, what I do. And I'm going to be making a lot of playlists um, just for my podcast as well to kind of help you guys set the mood for, you know, listening to my show. You know what I'm saying? Because I go in so many different directions, but it's all in a creative standpoint and it all uh, derives derives from me, you know, just being who I am, a producer, you know, an engineer, a father, uh, you know, uh, just a human, human being and a creative, you know what I mean? So uh, definitely check us out on Spotify. Check out local astronauts on Spotify. We got records out there as well. You know, I'm just promoting Spotify because, you know, they got the year end numbers and I want to get my numbers up. Of course, I want to get the team numbers up. And, uh, you know, also make sure you subscribe to all um, to the Poly Rob podcast on all podcast platforms, uh, Apple Music, Spotify, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, YouTube, uh, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio. Make sure you subscribe and leave comments and show love and make sure you follow me on my uh, Facebook uh, group, uh, the Poly Rob podcast Facebook group discussion group and uh you know we always talking about different topics on there as well so i got all of that out the way i got all of that out the way thank y'all for listening for to that so i want to get into uh the topic of today and uh uh i just want to tell you a little bit about how i came up with this topic so um i was talking to um you know one of my colleagues uh uh they call him joe five four I call him Cold Flame. That's my guy. And, uh, you know, he just pulled up on me one day and was like, you know, yo, I just need to, you know, kind of like, you know, relax and, you know, get away, get on some, some creative music shit. So I'm going to pull up on you. Boom, he pulled up on me. You know what I'm saying? And then, you know, we did our one-two punch. You know what I'm saying? Vibe, 
do you know do what we did play some records he got some dope records make sure you go follow him at joe five four um uh and you know i'm thinking in my brain i'm like damn like this is this this is my brother man this is this is my it's my dog like we don't get the chance to see each other often but this is this is my this is my brother this is my guy um then you know my brain start wondering start going everywhere and I'm like, man, I got a lot of friends that I consider my brother. You know, a lot of friends that I consider my brother that I've learned from, that I've walked through life, you know, with, um, you know, Doughboy, you know what I'm saying? That's my guy, uh, you know, uh, uh, Badru, you know what I'm saying? My business partner and, you know, that's like my, that's like my mentor, you know what I'm saying? He's, he's like a brother to me as well. Um, you know, Cellini, you know what I'm saying? Producer extraordinaire. He's like a brother to, brother to me as well, you know what I'm saying? And we walk through so much of this music game, you know, uh, together, you know what I mean? You know, uh, you, you know, Tank uh, to Kim Brown, you know what I mean? That's my brother. You no, know, that's like my spiritual mentor. Like these, these, all of these guys, you know, uh, Donnie Springs, you know what I'm saying? You know, Donnie Springs, Don, like this is my, my, my guy that I rap with, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, even though, you know, it, it got bad for a minute, but it got back good again, you know what I'm saying? And still, through the bad and the good, I still consider him, like, one of my brothers, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, just me thinking about that, I'm like, yo, there's this one guy, there's this one guy that I've learned the most from that I've studied for so long, you know, tried my best to uh, become a a version of him. You know what I'm saying? And uh, this is the person that I've been around the most my whole entire life. And I felt like, I felt compelled to... Um, talk about this topic and talk about him because he taught me the most um, about who I am, um, where I've been and where I'm going. Um, and just so happens that uh, it's his birthday today. Uh, December 8th is his birthday. Um, and it's none other than my brother, my real brother, biological brother, uh, we call him Brian B. And I want to talk about my brother today. And uh, for two reasons, for two reasons. Number one, um, I feel like over the course of my podcast, in order for you guys to understand um, some of the episodes that I talk about and some of the uh, uh, the jewels I try to give you guys on, you know, during the quest of me talking and I feel like, you know, you guys as listeners are helping me walk through a lot of these trials and tribulations. I feel like you guys should have a little bit of insight on the different people who have shifted and changed my life. Um, number two, um, I feel like everybody has uh, a big brother um, or should have a big brother 
to be able to look up to. And we'll get into that a little bit more um, as we go. So the topic of today is, uh, hey, big bro, I hear you and I see you. The topic of today is, hey, big bro, I hear you and I see you. And the reason why um, I named it that is because, you know, uh, having a big brother, let's just start there. Having a big brother in your life is, it's not essential, but it's a great thing when you do have it. You know what I'm saying? Um, some people may say that it's necessary um, for the growth of a man. Um, I believe that, but that's not always the case. It's not always the case for somebody to actually have a big brother. And, and first, let me just talk about um, actual family, a real biological big brother. Let's talk about that for a minute. Um, you know, me and my, in, in my lifetime, I've gotten a chance to, uh, be around someone who has seen life a couple of years ahead of me. You know, my brother is only two years older than me, but he's seen life, you know, in advance before I get a chance to kind of see it in that light. The lessons that he learned will be the lessons that I will come to learn. Um, the things that he he's he's experienced will now become the things that I initially experienced. So in that right, I got a chance to be able to kind of get the jump on life. You know what I mean? Kind of get the jump on how I need to approach different things. You know, when you have a father, um, a father's lessons, a father's uh, dialogue, his, uh, his nurture comes from, um, him learning throughout his lifetime. And he's trying to, you know, slowly teach you bit by bit, bit by bit. When you cross a situation, there's the time for learning. When you come across, um, an obstacle that you need to get over, then that's the time for the father to come in and, and give the lesson. Um, for a big brother, it's a little bit different. It's a little bit different because he's right there with you with the situation. He's right there. Your first fight, your first time you like the girl, um, first time either getting picked on or being a bully, your big brother's right there real time and real time as in not saying your father's not there, but your father is coming home from work. Your father is, um, you know, waking up in the morning, you know, being away from you guys for a certain period of time then coming back, picking you guys up and stuff like that. You know what I mean? He's not there the step of the way. Usually when you have a big brother, he's there the morning when y'all getting dressed, when y'all go to school, when y'all walk to school and during school, after school, go to eat, go dinner, homework, all, all that stuff. Weekends, all of it is all inclusive. He's there 24-7. He's there. Y'all sleeping in the same room, everything. 
And, you know, that's for people, you know, to have big brothers that's, you know, uh, within 10 years apart. You know what I mean? And he's there constantly. So he's there in real time to walk you through a lot of these different situations of what's going on. Um, and that's special. That's very, very special to have someone that first off knows you. Secondly, understands because he's probably went through a version of that himself previously understanding the situation at hand and then being available in real time right now to walk you through whatever it is that needs to be walked through, whatever it is. Beautiful thing. I feel like it's a beautiful thing. Um, me loving music. Y'all know I'm a, I'm a producer. I'm an engineer. I'm a songwriter. You know, I used to be a rapper. Not doing that no more, but I do songwrite. Um, the first time I got a chance to experience music of my own was with my brother. We was in New York. Um, and keep in mind, music it has been around me my whole life. But I'm talking about the instance where we get a chance to play the shit that we want to play. We want to listen to what we want to listen to. So that's what we own. So in New York, me and my brother, um, my brother got a boom box. I don't know if it was his birthday, Christmas or whatever, but he has a boom box. Boom. Boom box is in the living room. We like, yo, we finna play the radio. We want to hear the dopest records on the radio. You know what I'm saying? We ain't got too much money right now to buy tapes just yet. But that's that's cool because at least we get to listen to the radio, listen to what we want. So you already know what station we playing. We already know what we playing to get that music. Hot 97. You already know. Playing records. You know, they playing what they playing. We we get the 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 Wu Tangs, the Onyx, you know what I'm saying? We get the you know biggies. Yo, we going up. We going up. So we get a cassette tape and we recording the records that we like. And we get to recite them. I did all of that with my brother. He allowed me to record the songs that I wanted to record for my tape. So I can listen to him. So me loving music, I got a chance to experience that with him. And it's funny because <laughs> it's funny because I, I still still to this day, I know some of his favorite records. Um, uh, I, I remember. Uh, well, one of his favorite records is uh, Keith Murray, the most beautifulest thing in this world. And I talk about that as well um, uh, on a previous podcast about the six songs that changed my life. I talk about that. Y'all can go check that out. But the most beautifulest thing in this world. Um, and I remember we had the cassette tape and the cassette tape had uh, one side. It was the most beautifulest single and instrumental and everything. And then the other side, it was the B side. It had uh, uh, the B side record, Herb is Pumping. 
You know what I'm saying? Uh, and Urban's pumping was fire. And and he made me like the record. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, uh, just so many different joints that we would just enjoy. You know what I mean? I got a chance to experience that with him in real time. And, you know, I definitely uh, uh, thank him for that because I, I wouldn't have loved music. Well, just my opinion. I don't think I would have loved music as much as I do now if I didn't have somebody like him to share it with uh, in the beginning. You know what I'm saying? He was the one. I remember this is early on, early on. This is the same boombox, right? Early on. We used to, um, he had one of his, one of his best friends at the time. I can't remember his name, but he was very, very tall at a flat top. He used to come over, you know, after school or whatnot. And then, you know, we used to play music or whatever. And then, you know, he suggested that, uh, we do like a radio show. You know what I'm saying? Like we, like we would take the boom box, you know, one side we have a tape of the music we want to play. The other side we have, you know, a, 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 a clean cassette tape that we recording on. And then we would like, you know, start a radio show. You know what I mean? And we, they talking about whatever they want to talk about. You know what I mean? And then they, we laugh at joking or whatever. And then, boom, we press play on the side that got the music. And then we play whatever, you know, music we want to play. And I remember that radio show. I remember. I don't even know if he remember it, but I remember it because I remember how he used to start off. And I forgot his name, but he, was, he used to be like, oh, this is something, something radio show. I remember that. I still remember that. And it was crazy. But fast forward to now, which my brother probably don't get yet. But me doing this podcast right now was because of that. Me doing my hold it down radio show was because of that. Me developing the courage to want to rap and do music was because of that. Was because of that moment of that radio show. And we we used to just clown and just do whatever, just clowning. But that sparked the confidence that, hmm, maybe I can be in this game. Maybe I can be in this. I don't know. And right at that time I was having fun, but you know, things like that happen when you have somebody, like I said, in real time to share those moments with. Um, I remember, uh, you know, my, my, my brother is, you know, for me, I'm a creative and I'm an emotional person. My brother's more of He's more straight-faced. You know what I'm saying? He's like my dad. He's very straight-faced. You know what I'm saying? But that doesn't mean he doesn't care. He cares a lot, but he's very straight-faced. Like, yo, I'm just straight to it, right? Um, And if anybody knows uh, the dynamic between me and him, like his birthday is December 8th. Mine is January 9th. Um, And... You know, he's a Sagittarius, I'm a Capricorn. And, you know, we blend in a, in a way where um, I understand to, to, for him to take lead when it comes to moving through life. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I would say that uh, my, my older brother was like, that, that was my superhero. 
he still is my superhero. And I remember he used to, uh, and this goes to just the, the concept of, you know, uh, living life and defending yourself. Uh, I knew that I was very comfortable with my brother. So it was like, I would do things and uh, uh, I, I would just do stuff in, in, in just full freedom. It would be full freedom for me to just, I just wild out because I know my brother's there. He's going to hold me down. We good. We straight. So I'm wilding. Um, and, and, and this real life situation uh, is what he, you know, he, he instilled in me. I remember uh, every time we used to walk down the street because, you know, we were young, but we knew how to take care of ourselves. Um, every time we used to walk down the street, you know, when we come to a crosswalk, I used to always like take an extra step or two when he used to always pull me back like boy like hey man stop at the stop sign but i would do that because i'm so comfortable with him every time he didn't do that i would just step in the street because i knew that he would do that and then he you know he, he used to be, be mad at me he used to be like yo like Dude, stop stepping ahead. Like, stop at the st street. And, you know, I, I I just never realized it, but he made me so comfortable to just be free at what I, what I do that I used to just do those little silly things and he used to always stop me. And he was kind of like, he was kind of like the barrier of what I should do and what I shouldn't do. You know what I mean? And, 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 and having a big brother, um, you know, that, that's a big thing. You know what I'm saying? And that's why you see some kids that that's like single kids that just, you know, it's just one kid in the household. Sometimes they don't have that guidance. So they don't have that person to kind of pull them back and be like, yo, hold on. Like, don't do that. Like, cause I seen what that does when you go that route, you know what I mean? And I was fortunate to, to, to have that situation, um, you know, in my big brother. And, you know, we're talking about this because, um, the concept of, uh, of being a big brother has nothing to do with blood. It has nothing to do with, you know, being a relative or anything. Anybody can technically be a big brother. The concept of it is it's about that person sparking something in your brain to want to mold yourself into who you are. Let me say it again. The concept of having a big brother with you is to spark your brain into being or molding yourself to be something great or just be something solid to who you are as a person. That's why we have big brother programs. And let's talk about that for a minute. Um, although I have not had a chance to do this, but I definitely want to um, input myself into a big brother program. Reason being is because first off, I learned so much from my big brother and a lot of other friends and family that are big brothers to me as well, that I want to be able to reciprocate that same 
that same love, that same knowledge. I feel like we don't do that enough. I feel like we that we're very confined in our own space that we don't want to spread it throughout other people. And I also believe that there are other bloodlines that sometimes you need to give to them as well. You need to give to other families, give to other communities, give to other people. It's important because the lessons that I may get in my lifetime may not be the lessons that they will get or not even from the, even we from different areas. So you might not get those lessons. You know what I mean? I come from poverty. I come from having little, you know what I mean? Even though my parents were together and they worked their ass off, but we still had a little bit, still had a little bit. So we were trying to make it out, but being a big brother to someone who technically kind of has a little bit or being a big brother to somebody, somebody that's rich, but don't know their way or being a big brother to, uh, somebody who is a different nationality, you know what I mean? Helping out in those facets because we all need it. We all need it. And I think that first off, I salute all of the big brother programs that's out there in the world because it's about grooming other powerful men. It's about grooming other powerful men that can help other men survive in this world. It's a lot of people who are successful that came from big brother programs. It's a lot of people who are successful who have big brothers. It's a real thing. I definitely wanted to implement myself into a big brother program to extend the passion that I feel for what I do to other people in the world as well. On top of that, um, I have two sons. I have two sons. The crazy dynamic about this is um, my two sons are a direct reflection of me and my brother. Direct reflection. Let me explain. My brother's birthday is in December. Mine is in January. A month apart. My youngest son's birthday is in April. My oldest son's birthday is in May. One month apart. I was born in 83. My brother was born in 81. My oldest son was born in 2009. My youngest son was born in 2011. Two years apart. We're two years apart. We're both, my sons and me and my brother, we're two years apart. That's, that, it's a lot. It's a lot for me because I'm, I'm getting a direct connection with my sons 
by how me and my brother interacted. It's crazy. It's crazy. On top of that, you know, me and my brother, we're musically inclined. Inclined that is in my brother has music appreciation, which means that he doesn't do music, but he has a very high respect for music. He loves music. He appreciates it. If you go to his Instagram page right now, it's nothing but snapshots of dope records and dope albums. Go check him out. Go check him out. His Instagram is uh, D-E-V-A-N-E-O-8. Devane 08. Sorry, bro. I got I to gotta say this. I got to promote you. I'm sorry. Got to do it. Um, but his he has a bunch of snapshots of just dope music and dope records. So he has the appreciation. Me, I am the actual music person, the producer, the creative. I'm in the game. I'm in the game. So my oldest, he plays drums. He plays drums. He makes beats. So he has the the career aspect of wanting to be in the career of it. My youngest, although he doesn't play drums, but he does a little bit, but he's more on the music appreciation side because he loves music. He will sing any record that come his way. He making remixes. He doing, he doing all type of stuff. So when, when my oldest son, when he's drumming and doing his thing, my youngest, Zai he's singing the records. Oh, he, and he telling them, okay, take the drop out, bring it in, drop it here. He has a high appreciation. And although he still might do music as well, he has a very high appreciation like my brother for music. He listens to it. And not only does he listen to it, but he knows the break points. He knows the emotional points that that's going to come about. I remember we were at uh, their activity center, uh, me and my sons, we were at uh, their activity center one year, um, the uh, Pullum Activity Center in Lamert Park. Um, go check that out. The Pullum Center, if you ever want to put your kids in a great arts and music program, the Pullum Center, P-U-L-L-A-M, the Pullum Center in Lamert Park in Los Angeles, California. Go check that out. Beautiful program. Um, so, uh, they had a recital. My, my oldest son had a recital for, I believe it was black history month. Um, so he was in a recital. So me, um, my youngest son, he was with me. His auntie was there. His mom was there, you know, so we sitting down, we waiting for, you know, the time where fats come up and do his thing. He's playing a drum roll. Great. So, uh, it was, uh, this song that came on, they played, uh, they played what's going on. Um, Oh, what's going on? What's going on? And to, to show you the appreciation that my youngest son has, um, he's listening to the song and he starts crying and I'm looking at him. He's literally to the left of me and I look at him, he's crying and I'm like, Zaza, you okay? What's wrong? Why are you crying? And he was like, this song is so sad. 
this song is so sad. And I couldn't do nothing but just cry with him. I cried with him. And Makai came on and he did his thing on the show and he performed with the drums and it was great. But they have the same dynamic that me and my brother have. And I cherish that. I cherish that. And I feel like, you know, those who have it, it don't matter if you have an actual biological big brother, a big, any type of big brother, you know, cherish those moments with them because it's a central thing. It's dope. It's a good thing. Um, really quick, I want to talk about, you know, the benefits of having a big brother. There's benefits to it. People don't think that they are, but I want to talk about the benefits to it because, um, you know, my whole thing was as much as we argued every now and then, as much as we had debates and whatnot, you know, there were so many benefits that uh, I was able to gain and, and, and just me being older and learning more. Um, I just want to let y'all know a couple of those benefits. So benefits of it is, uh, you know, first off, um, you got somebody to help you think. You have somebody to help you think. Like, you don't have to just decide, make this decision all on your own. You got somebody to help you think. And this is no disrespect to no parents, but when you're dealing with, you know, children, you have to know that they also need their own time to help themselves think. And then if it's not a big brother or a big sister, it's a it's a friend, it's a cousin. But having a big brother, he helps you think. He helps you, you know, the process of decision making. He helps that. And he helped me with a lot of the decision making that I've decided. Um another one. Uh you got an extra creative person to bounce ideas off of. As a kid, all we got is ideas. That's all we have is ideas. We need somebody to bounce those ideas off of. And by having the big brother, it's like, oh, what do you think about this? Bro, what do you, what do you think about this? What do you think about this? And because he's a little bit older than you, uh, in most cases, he's able to look at it from a slightly different perspective. Slightly different, which is a great thing. Because then he can give you another avenue or another idea that you may not even thought of. You know what I mean? Um, also, which is one of the best things, is you get to be in places uh, to learn and, and to just experience that you wouldn't have gotten there yourself. You get to be in different places. Like I was able to go around his friends and I end up having older friends over the course of my lifetime because I was able to go around his friends. I was able to pull up at his games. I was able to go into different places, go to different people's house that he knew that I didn't necessarily know. And then I used to, you know, I was able to watch certain type of movies because he was there and I wasn't old enough. I got a chance to get on certain rides because 
they they didn't want to just leave me there, and my brother was there, so they like, all right, y'all can y'all can go together. I get I got to do things and be in places that normally I wouldn't have been able to get there myself. I was able to do certain things and be in certain places that I normally wouldn't have been able to get there myself. It's a real thing. When my brother got his first car, oh, we out of here. Pew, we gone. Let's get it. We gone. Until I got my car. Then when I got my car, then we, we gone again. You know what I mean? When he got his first job, oh, he got his first job. Oh, okay, he got extra money. Boom, he, he finna help me get whatever I need or stuff like that. He get to help me. I love that. You got somebody that's being able to experience life before you so he can bring you that information back or bring you the luxuries back and, and, and make you work for it. And that's the last thing. Last thing. Having a big brother, he makes you understand the struggles of the world a lot better. Having a big brother helps you understand the struggles of the world a lot better. They've been through a little bit of it. Sometimes when you listen to your parents, you're getting game from 20, 30, 40 years ago. Sometimes that doesn't translate with you the way you want it to. But for somebody that's two, three, six, eight years older than you, they're in the same decade. They get to guide you and help you. They just finished going through that. What, what Jay said, uh, Hove did that. So hopefully you don't have to go through that. That's my big bro. That's my big bro. The women I select, the type of clothes that I, de I decide to wear, the shoes that I, I busted up and I need to clean and get together. The places that I need to go to get to school, work or whatever. You know what I mean? Driving tests, all that type of stuff. My big bro, he experienced that. He did that. So hopefully I can go through that the right way or not go through that at all. I watched my brother experience heartbreak before I experienced heartbreak. I know how to deal with that because of him. I know how to deal with working at a job because of him. It's my big bro. That's why, that's what, that's why I'd be so excited about life because I had somebody to help me make better decisions and walk me through this thing. It's a beautiful thing. Isn't it? I believe it is. Some of the lessons learned, um, you know, I want to share with y'all. Uh, some of the lessons learned I got from my brother. Like I said, he's very firm with how he feels. Um, very clean cut. You know what I'm saying? If y'all know me, y'all know I... I come through with sweats and some flip-flops or some Tims any day. Business meetings and all. 
But my brother, very clean cut, very sharp, had the dopest Jordans, had the dopest shoes, always made sure he got his hair cut on time. You know what I'm saying? Still making sure he got his hair cut on time. He worked out, swole, do his thing. Me, chubby guy. Chubby guy with hair, creative, doing flyness. But he was the flyest guy. He still is the flyest guy. Even when I see him <laughs> at the club and stuff like that. We, I, you stay fly, B. B, you stay fly. I can't never match. I can't never compete with that. I don't even try. I don't even try. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But some of the lessons that I learned um, from our brother, I definitely want to share with y'all because, uh, you know, I feel like it's important. You know what I mean? Uh, number one. Uh, one thing I learned from him, and and, and this goes to, uh, uh, I, I hear you. I hear you. Like, I don't know if you know that I was listening, but I was listening. Um, lessons learned. One, uh, I remember my brother was telling me, you know, I can't save you forever. You know what I mean? Uh, there were times where, you know, he beat up a bully for me at, at, at the Boys and Girls Club. You know what I mean? That was picking on me. You know what I'm saying? He used to call me, he used to call me fish. <laughs> I don't know why he called me fish. He said I look like a fish, I guess. But he used to call me fish and my brother, you know, beat him up for me. Um, then, you know, he he used to stop me. Like I said, he used to stop me from walking those extra steps in the street to not to not get hit by a car. And he, t- you know, he told me like, man, I can't save you forever. Like You're going to have to figure this out. So I had to learn how to get out. I had to learn how to fight. And I did that very well because of him. Because we used to get into fights, and I think I think I'm low key like <laughs> I think I'm low key like I think I, I'm probably like 18 and one with my brother. I, hopefully, I think I won one, but I think I'm like 18. No, no, I'm sorry, not 18 and one. No, other way, one and 18, one and 18. I'm one and 18 with my brother, straight up. He won damn near every fight. Um, but. I didn't lose to nobody else. I didn't lose to nobody else because of him. Because the, the his fighting style, he was very persistent, very on point. And he knew he knew my weaknesses, he knew his weaknesses, and he guarded his weaknesses and used his strengths. And I learned how to do that in my fights. That's why the niggas don't want to fight me. I learned from my brother. Um, but yeah, I can't save you forever. You need to know how to defend yourself on all aspects. You know what I'm saying? Mentally, physically, spiritually, you need to know how to, how to defend your being and who you are as a person. You know, number two, um, be more mature, be more mature. My brother taught me how to be more mature. I remember I used to get around his friends and I used to act a damn fool. And he used to be like, Hey, yo. Relax, go chill over there or sit over there. And he let me sit over there and be quiet until I figured out how to how to operate the right way. He forced me to be more mature because the people that were coming around, the kids that were coming around was his age. And and at some most of the time, they were two or three years older than him because my brother was mature. So I'm hanging out with niggas that's six five, six years older than me. I got to be mature. Women that's four, five, six years older than me. I got to be more mature. That's the only way I still get a chance to hang around my brother. 
I got to step it up. I got to step it up. It's a real thing. Um, you know, being more mature and it helped me, you know, in long term because I'm more mature and still to this day, I still hang around people that are older than me. It's just a real thing. You know what I'm saying? Um, and a uh, last one, uh, there is strength in uh, being calm and reserved. Let me say it again. There is strength in being calm and reserved. Let me tell you something about my brother. He is probably the most calmest, coolest dude on planet Earth. It can be a whole world war happening around us. He finna tell me, hey man, be cool. We finna get through this. Don't trip. Don't panic. Let's get it. I remember one day, let me tell you a quick story. <laughs> um, you know, first time, uh, you know, me and my brother came to LA, you know, we stayed uh, in Inglewood. And, uh, you know, being in Inglewood, you know what I'm saying? It's a new area, new place, new stuff like that. So we get acclimated to it. You know what I'm saying? We adjusting to it. So long story short, um, my brother, you know, and, and me, we used to walk to Rogers Park. He going to play basketball. Shout out to Rogers Park in Inglewood. He going to play basketball. I'm going to watch him play basketball because I don't have anything. I do music. You know, I'm into music. So there's no music programs or nothing like that up there. So I'm watching him play basketball, you know. Every now and then, I'll start to play dominoes or something like that. But long story short, I'm watching him play basketball. That's what it is. So, um, one day, he was coming back from playing basketball. We was both walking back from playing basketball. And halfway through the walk, because um, it's a short walk to, to our house, you know, we see some, some niggas on the corner. There's niggas on the corner. First thing they say, hey, blood, where you from? We look back, we like, we ain't from nowhere. And we kept walking. And he like, hey, come here, come here. So, you know, they doing that one-two spill. They trying to press. They trying to press us. My brother say, hey, keep walking. He said, and be ready to fight. That's all I need to hear. Because I'm sitting there like, what we finna do? He like, keep walking and be ready to fight. So we walking, we walking. We get probably like a half a block from our house. They walking behind us. They like, hey, I said, come here. So we take a couple more steps. My brother turn around, drop this backpack. What's up? He square up. Oh, I dropped mine. I square up. Now, these dudes is clearly three, four years older than us. We square up. So they're like, oh, what's up? What's up, blood? So boom, my brother swing, take the first punch. Boom, got it. Boom, boom. So then I I start taking off on the other dude. Boom. Now, it's two of us and it's four of them. But we, me and my brother, back to back, like we Captain America and Iron Man, and we giving it to him. Bop, 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 bop. And, we, and where we at? Where we... I'm, I'm turning into one of these gangsters telling these stories, ain't I? <laughs> so... We swinging, we getting at them, boom, boom, right? So from the distance, my sister see what's going on. It was one of our friends, I'm not gonna say his name, but he ran. 
He ran upstairs and he was banging on the door. And my sister come outside and see all the commotion. She like, oh, what's up? So she go get her back. She come out. She starts swinging. She starts swinging the back. So I'm firing on him. My brother firing on him. She starts swinging the back. And they backed up. And they walked all the way up the street. And we, and I'm talking about literally, we all sitting there screaming. Come back here. Come. What's up? What's up? We pumped up. We, we losing it. We pumped up. But I'm saying that like my brother was he was very calm and reserved. But when it was time for that action, when it was time for the action, he got busy. And he made sure he made sure I get busy. And the rule was if you're not fighting, I'm fucking you up. If you're not finna defend yourself, I'm fucking you up. I couldn't, I couldn't play no games. I had to get to it. And that's all he had to say to me. And still to this day, I go by that rule. You only say things once. If I say it once, that's it. I mean it. It's real. And I seen my brother riled up, but he's very calm and very, very reserved. When he told me, Keep walking and be ready to fight. He was very, very calm. He wasn't dancing around. He wasn't trying to rev me up. He was, and when he said it, I felt everything he meant because of who he is. He's a person that don't talk much, but when he say something, it's real. The man said, calmly, keep walking and be ready to fight. And we got off. We got off. But other than that, my my brother was a person who didn't get into confrontation a lot. Pretty much none of the times, you know, because he was very easy. Like if you was to try to yell at him, he'll just tell you to bring it down. And he'll, he'll intellectually make sure that you bring it all the way down. He'll tell you about yourself. And I learned that there's strength in being calm and knowing who you are and knowing the situation at hand. That's why for me, I don't like to argue with nobody. It's facts and it's not facts, period. It's the real and it's not the real, period. And I learned how I took a lot of pages out of his book on how to you know, be able to articulate and explain yourself, explain yourself in full. So they know that everything you're saying is authentic and genuine. Now, I still have my animated ways of, of saying things and doing things because that's just me. But I learned that in the midst of the fire, when things can get heated, it's best to stay calm and figure out what's really at hand what's really at hand. And I learned that from a big brother, my big brother. Last thing before I go, last thing before I get out of here, um, you know, people, people change, you know, people change. Um, and you know, people grow and sometimes people grow apart. Um, and although, 
you know, of course, me and my brother, we love each other very dearly. Um, there was a point in time where uh, we didn't exactly see eye to eye. And I want to talk about that for a minute. Um, not to bring light on the badness, but to shed light on um, something that I did that, I, that was wrong. Uh, and I need to apologize for that. But let me explain. So um, there was a point in time where, uh, you know, my brother was, you know, living life and doing what he was doing. And I was coming into my own coming into my own, you know, experiences, coming to my own person, uh, growing myself to be a man of what I wanted to be. Um, and, you know, when you're growing, you know, you start feeling yourself. You start getting in your own bag. You start feeling yourself and you start feeling like uh, you have the right to evaluate, um, you know, the lessons that's being thrown at you or the information that's being told to you. Um and although that's true, um, you should never forget the people who've helped you groom yourself into who you are. Um, there was a point in time where me and my brother had an argument um, and it was about something that he was going through. Um, and I'm not going to talk about that, but I, I will say the outcome was um he was going through something and I felt like he should have done something differently than what he actually did or was going to decide to do. Um, and we got into a heated argument and I said something that you would, you should probably never say to a big brother, um, under any circumstance. Uh, I said, uh, uh, I can't learn from you anymore. I told my, my big brother that I can't learn from you anymore. And I know when I said it, he gave me this look. Uh, and it wasn't even this look of being mad. It was this look of being disappointed. He was disappointed. And he was hurt. Uh, I think this is the first time I've ever, ever hurt my brother ever in life. This, this definitely is the first time I've ever hurt my brother. Um, and from that moment on, it, it, it was never the same. It was never the same. And, and, and I, and I understand why, and I get why. Um, the crazy thing about it is, you know, I definitely didn't mean it at all. Um, but what I will say was I was feeling myself. Uh, I felt like I was on the right path at the time. Um, and I was wrong. I was wrong. And the one thing people don't realize is, you know, big brothers, they do things, they do this one thing that, people don't never um, seem to realize is big brothers, the way that they move about life, they set the table for you to be whoever it is you want to be. Let me explain. My big brother wasn't just responsible. He had to be responsible. 
he had to be responsible because of what my parents instilled in him. If I was to do something irresponsible, it's like, oh, you know, Polly, you know, it happens. But if my brother was to do something irresponsible, he'll get the whole third degree. Because my parents instilled in him that you need to be the most responsible out of everybody. And keep in mind, we have an older sister, but still, they call my brother the responsible one. There's not nothing wrong with that. It's a great thing. But I'm saying that to say this. The reason why I'm able to do what I do as a creative is because my brother sacrificed being the responsible one. He sacrificed whatever his dreams were, whatever his aspirations were, to be the responsible one. And I realize that now. I realize that. It's a very difficult thing to do. It's a very difficult thing to swallow. And I don't think we've had a chance to really sit down and have a conversation the right way. But we will. We definitely will. Because I do want to say that I'm sorry. And I fucked up. And even though um, it's not the same as it used to be. You're still my brother and I still love you. It's never going to change. Not just this episode, this episode, this podcast, my career, my family, my growth, my ambition, my happiness, I dedicate it and I owe it to you. I owe it to you. Big brothers are important. More important than you think. I have been blessed to have one. And I'm happy that he's been a part of my life. And for everybody who has a big brother, it doesn't have to be biological. It could be a friend, it could be a mentor, it could be a teacher, it could be a doctor. It could be anybody that that's helping you adjust to being a greater person is a big brother. And I thank mine and I thank yours. And I thank everybody for listening. So everybody uh, that's listening to this podcast do me a favor and go wish my brother a happy birthday. It don't matter when you listen to this podcast, uh, go wish him a happy birthday on his Instagram. It's at uh, D-E-V-A-N-E-08, um, Devane 08, and wish him a happy birthday and uh, tell him I said he's ugly and uh, I love him. I thank y'all for listening to the Potty Rob Podcast. Uh, make sure you subscribe on all um, podcast platforms, Apple Music, Spotify, SoundCloud, um, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn, 
Uh, we're on iHeartRadio now. We're on YouTube. Make sure you go tune in and, uh, you know, enjoy and leave me comments. Leave me comments. And uh, we're going to talk about this on the discussion group. I want to hear about who's your big brother and give me your experiences with your big brother. I will respond. And uh, happy birthday, bro. Let's go celebrate. Let's go drink some Guinness. Peace.